0: Last night there was a Northfield School Board meeting, and uh, joining us now in our studios is Superintendent of Schools Dr.
1: Matt Hillman. Morning, Matt. Good morning, Jeff. Happy Tuesday morning to you in beautiful downtown Northfield, Minnesota. Well,
0: thank you. Appreciate that. We have uh, a lot to talk about from last night. You had a busy school board meeting. We did, yes. Mm-hmm. Where would you like to start? You want to start off with the district youth Cl- uh, council?
1: Yes, uh, the, the district youth council gave their one, one of their annual presentations last night, and. For people' don't, who aren 't aware um, within the community, we have something that 's called the Youth on Boards Program that is really administrated by the Northfield Healthy community Initiative and you know we have scores of kids you know across dozens of boards and commissions across the community really helping amplify and lift up student voice. Um, kids are really smart; they come at uh, problems and solve problems from a different angle than many others do. And our district youth council is a group of students, high school students, who uh, really try to create a conduit for discussion and dialogue between students and the administration and the school board. They uh, tackle uh, challenging problems. They help make sure that students are aware of uh, various things that are happening in the system. For example, this past year, uh, they uh, ran two highly successful forums. One was a school board uh, form, school board candidate forum back. Uh, in the fall. And then recently, they uh, really motivated students when we were in our budget reduction process. And uh, we had several hundred students who came to a district budget reduction forum sponsored by the District Youth Council. And I think when you see these young leaders, you know, who are Um, showing their skills. We have a lot to be hopeful for with the future. So last night, District Youth uh, Council co-chairs Connor Percy and Grace Ryden presented their work from this year. They looked forward to next year. We also honored the seniors who are uh, graduating uh, from the District Youth Council and a board chair, Claudia Gonzalez-George, recognized them, gave them a certificate, and thanked them for their service. So I think it's always good when a community listens and empowers its youth, and that's just exactly what we do here in our field. So great job by our district youth council, and uh, really appreciate their leadership.
0: Yeah, good stuff. And boy, the seniors are graduating. We're just about a month out. About yeah. a month out, yeah. Uh, superintendent hillman is uh, with us Uh, let's talk about the general fund budget Uh, of course that's uh, something you're going to have to uh, pass and was it passed this time or do you have next uh, next uh...
1: so we have a very deliberate budget process and and we're a little bit opposite of the city i heard your interview with uh, city administrator martig last week and you know they're getting started on their budget process and we're bringing ours to conclusion a school district budget runs from july 1 to june 30th each year that's our fiscal year and so, as you know, we 've been talking about budget for several months. We have several different budget presentations that culminate with the general fund budget was not approved last night we don 't ever ask the board to approve that kind of thing at the same meeting. So as the presentation they 'll be asked to adopt all the budgets that have been presented over the last uh, few meetings at the, their next meeting. So the general fund is the largest and the most flexible of all of our funds. Of course, school finance is highly regulated in Minnesota, but the general fund is really the core engine of uh, the school district's finances. And so this is the fund that our budget reduction process uh, was really intended to make sure we could stabilize and keep fiscally healthy. And the board has a a goal of keeping 14% of its general fund expenditures, very specific expenditures, in reserve. Um our projections for the general fund budget do include a one year stabilization in enrollment. We have this one year blip over in our declining enrollment projections where we stay roughly the same and that 's next year and that 's very helpful in the twenty three twenty four budget that uh, Director of finance Val Murdisdorf presented last night, so good to have one year stable and we're hopeful maybe things turn around You know, after that. We get some housing opened up. Um, there's some other opportunities for people to move here, et cetera. Um, but for next year, stabilized, and then we're projecting it to continue to, to cl- decline after that. Um, we are projecting to end the 23-24 year uh, above our fund balance goal with around 15% uh, of our expenditures in reserve. That's uh, anticipating revenues of around $60.9 million and expenditures about $59.7 million. Um, this is the first year since 2019-20. So if you think about it, we're bookending the pandemic, right? 2019-20 was a year, of course, impacted by the pandemic, but uh, just before really a lot of the impacts happened financially. And then this is really the first full year out of that. So this is the first year since 2019-20 that we're not proposing a a deficit budget for next year. So this is a good place to be. Um, We are watching legislative impact. We are uh, including a a higher-than-normal Amount of funds from the state on the basic formula. Uh, We've assumed 4%. That's the smallest amount that currently is in consideration for next year by the legislature. Uh, But we're also considering some of the new mandates that while many worthy proposals are uh, before the legislature not even saying we disagree with them, there just is going to be some financial impact with some of those proposals, some that are just not funded and we're going to have to pick up with the general fund, some that have some funding but not enough. And so, uh, again, those have not been passed yet, so we're not able to take those into account as part of this budget. We always do a revised budget in December, Um, so we are uh, pleased with where we're at right now, but we also just have to acknowledge that it was a tremendous amount of hard work and pain um, because we've gone through some very painful budget reductions over the last couple of years that have impacted our community, our students, our families, and our staff. So we want to acknowledge that getting and maintaining our financial stability has come at a cost to our district, and it's because of decades of chronic underfunding by the state legislature, which we're hopeful will turn around this session, and the declining enrollment that we've been experiencing you know, due to lack of housing and just lower birth rates. So while we are pleased with the financial trajectory uh, moving forward, we do want to acknowledge the human toll that it has taken in our system and in our community.
0: You know, speaking of those budget cuts... You had, we had a call uh, from one of our listeners, and uh, we appreciate that. From the I'm agri- thrilled that people
1: <laughs> are listening. This is great.
0: <laughs> from the agriculture community. Yeah. And I wanted to ask about uh, the FFA, the future of the FFA programs. We were talking just briefly uh, before we went on the air about this, and it's going to have a different look. But overall, the, the news seems to be pretty positive. You're not cutting it. You're adding it.
1: Yeah, and I think that this is an example, you know, sometimes people will say, well, when the school district makes decisions, the decisions are already made and, you know, you you just don't take very much input. And of course, Jeff, you and so many listeners know that the opposite is true. We take a tremendous amount of input. We're really good at listening. We don't always we aren't always able to do what people would like us to do for a variety of different reasons. But the AG program is a great example of how Uh, Initially, a very difficult conversation, the proposal to eliminate the uh, agricultural partnership that we've had with Randolph schools for a number of years. Uh, This was in 2022. When we proposed that, we heard loud and clear from the ag community here that this was not something that they are ready to sunset. That has created a year's worth of conversation, not just about ag, but about career technical education in general. And actually, it's going to be the opposite. So yes, while we are going to be sunsetting our partnership with Randolph, it's not because of a budget reduction. It's actually because of the fact that we're bringing agriculture back to Northfield High School. So next year, we'll offer a couple. We're planning to offer a couple of courses uh, in a in a method where we are going to ramp up to have more and potentially full time courses available over the next couple of years. Um, It has been as we've really looked at career technical education. It's very hard to hire what many people who are listening would consider to be shop teachers. In fact, there are no colleges in Minnesota, as, as, as ridiculous as that this sounds, there are no colleges in Minnesota right now that have a formal program that lead to licensure and technology education, which many people would consider shop. Um, you can get the licensure requirements done in a couple of Wisconsin schools, and my understanding is that St. Cloud State will put together a specialized program for you. There are several uh, colleges in Minnesota that offer ag ed licensure. And so as we move ahead, there's a lot of uh, overlap between tech ed and agriculture. So, for example, a tech ed course might be something like small engines. And in the ag world, it would be ag mechanics, right? Very similar problem-solving strategies. So last night, the board did approve the hiring of a technology education teacher for next year who has an agriculture license. And so we are beginning the process of bringing ag back to Norfield High School. Um, we will still, of course, work with uh, the Randolph FFA in terms of their outreach program and our students. My understanding is they'll still be able to participate through. In the F- FFA and ag are different, right? We we could see a point where we bring our own FFA chapter back, which is something Norfield hasn't had in decades. But that's decisions to be made down the line. We really look at modern ag education as a great connector. For kids who might be college-bound in science, you think about the genetics of ag, and then of course with the traditional, you know, more career tech ed pathways in ag, really um, agriculture uh, addresses the needs of a variety of different in students in Northfield. So this is a great example about how a very difficult conversation that started as a result of budget reductions is turning into something that's very positive for the district. So I think we always need to keep that in mind when we're discussing hard issues, is that you know we do listen we do work with the community and it, it and sometimes we're able to to really make great, great gains like this one and other times there's just little that you can do because of the circumstances but this is i think a really good feel good story about the trajectory of career technical education in Orfield High School it's,
0: it seems to be somewhat uh ironic that you know, from what I've heard in recent years, there has been a lot of clamor from uh, businesses and industries that they need uh, technically trained people, not necessarily with a college degree, but just trained in some of the technical, uh, whether it's uh, working with machinery or computers or, you know, some type of manufacturing. There is a, a big market for that. And we don't have teachers
1: t- to teach our young people. Well, I, I think it's important to think about, you know, as a public entity, um, you know we have a very solid salary and benefit package, but public service pays less. There's just no two ways around it. And when you're in a market economy and when business is booming in some of these technical areas and our students hear that, uh, it's no wonder that students go directly into those trades as opposed to considering teaching, mm-hmm. right? And so- uh, there's a financial incentive, and I think our students have been listening. Right, our students have been listening about that, those technical careers that are lucrative, um, and provide a very good living, and are challenging and and uh, interesting in so many different ways. And I think that they've heard that, and they they look at both, and they think, well, I could I could teach, which is a really I mean, obviously you know how I feel about teaching. I've said mm. this, you know, but in this case, I think we're a victim of our own success of convincing kids that this career technical education pathway directly into it. Now, I'm very uh, hopeful with some of the... and We're watching the legislature around these changes around tiered licensure, but what we've really seen is we, we, we really are interested in people who have been in the trades for a while, who want to go back and get their teaching license, and maybe they 're maybe they 're tired of of that you know the rat race of the market economy that it can be from time to time and want to have an impact on students of the future so if you 're a, a, a tradesperson who 's listening and you 've got a, a two year degree and you have some interest in thinking about that we 'd be happy to talk with you about the pathways that you could get to get into teaching we May not have a position here, um, but we certainly want people to do good things for kids, whether it's here in Northfield or surrounding districts. And I think those mid career change teachers in this particular field is really what the best avenue moving forward is for us. Good to hear. Him.
0: Good to hear. Him. Uh, once again, Superintendent of Schools, uh, Dr. Matt Hillman is with us. Uh, you have uh, iPads. You've been using the iPads for yeah, under- t- since years. Since 2013, yes. Oh, man, 10 years. Yeah, Holy yeah. cow. Uh, you have a new lease for those yet,
1: or are you working on that? So we're working. I, I, I went back, and I think this is our fourth, or f- I think it's our fourth uh, lease, Jeff, of uh, one-to-one technology devices. And we are uh, director of technology services, Nate Knutson, made this presentation last night. Nate has worked for the district since 2004. He gave a really interesting overview of the changes in technology that he has seen over almost 20 years. He's held nearly every tech. Uh, position in the district and just did a great job last night presenting um, our next lease. Just to be really clear, um, things like technology come from our operating capital budget, which is separate from the general fund. So uh, the operating capital budget pays for stuff. It pays for equipment. It pays for books. It pays for repair. It can pay for a narrow group of salaries. For example, our technology services uh, staff members are able to be coded to there, but very little operational Dollars to pay salary and benefits can come from the operating capital budget. So, when people hear about us going out to lease uh, iPads and they think, "Wait a minute, you just cut a bunch of money from the budget?" They are two separate budgets. This is an example of the high high regulation of Minnesota school finance. So, uh, considering a number of things, including the declining enrollment, we're going to lease less iPads this time around than we did before. Um, we're per, we're uh, Nate is recommending to stay with to use the ninth generation iPad as opposed to the 10th generation iPad. Cost savings, good stewardship, a handful of other features that we just still need from uh, the ninth generation iPad. We know that Apple's devices um, have always uh, uh, been able to maintain their uh, utilization all the way through the four-year leases that we've done. And what we do is we Lease new equipment. We're going to lease this new equipment uh, if the board approves it at the next meeting this summer. We'll do the swap out of the old sixth generation iPads with uh, these iPads uh, next fall. And then we sell the previous generation and we use, we sell it as one a lot. We get a bid for it. The last time we got around $312,000 and we turn right around and use that to help pay for the first year of our new lease. So um, looking at leasing around 4,000 iPads, the associated cases, uh, leasing, uh, uh, including the Logitech Cran, which is an Apple uh, Pencil-like device at a lower cost and, and effective. And we know a lot of middle school and high school students use that. So we're leasing, getting those just for the middle school and high school students. The lease cost will be around four hundred and twelve, four hundred and thirteen thousand dollars dollars a year over the next four years. Again, uh, that money was approved as part of the operating capital budget that the board did approve in February. So um, we always look at an, uh, different devices, Jeff, as well. And when we look at comparable devices and we look at the infrastructure that we have, uh, we know that the the iPad is the best device for us at this time.
0: Does uh, anyone in the school district, do you still use books? Are they absolutely. I think or?
1: that Absolutely. I think that what we've seen over time is that, you know, we're seeing things that... Um, come to what is the right mix of technology and traditional based instruction and so we're seeing uh, some real um, success with students who are using some of our online reading programs that are on their ipad younger students we see students who are really incredibly organized and are doing a lot of productivity at the secondary level with their devices teachers are able to distribute materials very quickly and efficiently uh, to, to students but we still use a lot of books. Books are not going to go away, Jeff. And it's, it's just that what's the right mix to do good things for kids.
0: All right. Superintendent uh, Matt Hillman, thank you for uh, joining us. We certainly appreciate
1: it. We're out of time. We'll let you get moving on. But uh, we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. And Jeff, thanks so much for your service to the community. Appreciate you keeping everybody informed.
0: Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Matt Hillman. You're listening to 95.1 FM and AM 1080, KYMN,
1: Northfield.